<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? Indeed. As a, I'm not even going to, I always say it's so great, but it is. It's great. There are, there, the second half, there might be, if you're the type of person who doesn't want any spoilers at all oh, about for the, the show, telemarketers HBO. Yeah. You can skip the first 20 minutes of the, of second, the second half. half. But, I, but I don't think it. But I don't, I don't think you should. I've said it ninety times. You're very kind to say that. If you want no info, yeah, about the show Telemarketers on HBO, the first twenty minutes of the second half might be a skip for you. I'm gonna say, as I did many times, as we were talking about it, it's not that kind of show. Yeah. I don't think it's about the characters. But yeah, I kind of break it down in the way that an in-depth trailer might. Yeah, totally. That was, I think that was a nice comparison, like an in-depth trailer. Yeah. Let's, right. let's pause there and sit with that for a minute. <laughs> okay. I have uh, my Largo show on, I believe, September 2nd. And then let me make sure that's right. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, September, September 2nd. 2nd. And then on the 5th, I have my show at Dynasty Typewriter. Uh, both of those are in Los Angeles. Hope people can make it out. They're going to be great lineups, both of them. Surprise guests on both of them. <gasps> Tell me later who it is. I will. Big guests. And and I'm doing my new hour. So I hope people can be there. Um, Largo-LA.com and just Google Dynasty Typewriter Los Angeles and you can find that. Also, I'm going to be in St. Louis. They tell me St. Louis isn't selling so well. Come on, St. Louis. Come on. What, you don't love Petey in the Midwest? <laughs> Come on, guys. The land of John Ham can't yeah. support this ham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go to PeteHolmes.com, Salt Lake City, St. Louis, and more dates will be added uh, as we go. And if you like the show, we only do ads for things we actually use and actually love. No exception this week with the new Pete's Pick. Katie, roll that beautiful bean footage. I'm also super excited that we have a new Pete's Pick on this episode. First time out the gate. This has absolutely changed both my life and Val's life for the better by helping us naturally produce more oxytocin. I'm sure you've heard about oxytocin. It is the feel-good hormone, and this supplement is known as Golden Hour by First Person. First Person designs precision, precision excuse me, targeted supplements made with functional mushrooms that aim to stimulate the body's natural production of specific neurotransmitters that triggers activities like energy, mood, and sleep. And Golden Hour does just that. Helps me tune in to a sense of joy, connection and relaxed presence. It is unbelievable. I noticed it the first time I took it within about 15 minutes and the effect has built over time now that I take it every day. It just keeps getting better. Using those precision, I can't say precision today, precision targeted mushrooms, Golden Hour supports the body's natural production of oxytocin that mitigates stress and boosts the mind-body connection and may even help promote long-term cognitive health. But that's not all. I loved Golden Hour so much. I now take all three of the first person family of supplements and I'm so glad I do. Sunbeam maximizes productivity and creative activities by tuning into an inspired, focused mindset by supporting the body's natural production of dopamine to activate the brain's motivation and reward system. And Moonlight helps me stay in deep, restorative sleep longer, wake feeling clear and well-rested by supporting the natural production of the GABA neurotransmitter. So we have mushrooms targeted at these different parts of our brain, and it is incredible, and it's even better when you stack them. They're meant to be stacked. They build on each other and complement one another. So when I'm sitting down to work, I take both Sunbeam for dopamine and Golden Hour for oxytocin, so I feel joyful 
and motivated. And of course, I take Moonlight at bed. That gives me that perfect night's rest, deep and without getting up. It's incredible. It's 100% grain-free organic mushroom, as well as highly curated blend of nutraceuticals. First Person is a game changer, so start improving your brain health and cognition with First Person. You can get 20% off your first order by going to get firstperson.com and use promo code WEIRD. And these statements, I have to say, I have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But go getfirstperson.com, promo code WEIRD, 20% off. Support your brain, support the show. I'm absolutely obsessed. Speaking of obsessed, this is my Apollo Neuro. If there's one piece of tech... If you guys have ever seen me at a show or even on TV, I'm always wearing my Apollo Neuro because it has changed my life hands down more than any other piece of technology that I own. The Apollo Neuro is a new wearable that helps your body recover from stress by sending vibrations into your body that sends nervous uh, sends signals to your nervous system by giving it the sensation of being touched or held. Apollo can help you relax, sleep, focus, and be more productive. It's like a wearable hug for the nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. If I do something very stressful, uh, like, I don't know, visiting home or something, I put it on rebuild and recover. If I'm traveling a lot, I put it on uh, unwind the whole time I'm on the plane, and it's just giving my nervous system the signal, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And it lulls you and you feel your shoulders rest and you just merge into what is. You can wear it on the wrist or the ankle. Apollo Neuro is like finding the fuse box for your emotions with settings for energy, feeling social, clear and focused, rebuilding and recovering, calm, which is great for meditation, unwind, which is great for getting sleepy before bed, and fall asleep, which is great. It's a non-chemical way lull yourself back to sleep. Apollo Neuro was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts on chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years, and their effect on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials. So give it a try. 10% off at apolloneuro.com slash weird. Support your body. Support the show. A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash weird. All right, everybody. Thanks to everybody who's been coming out. Enjoy. We made it weird, Valerie. Get into it. I uh, never tease. I would oh. never tease you. Well, I actually did want to unpack that. I liked that. What? The sound my throat just made. It went. <laughs> I hope no one heard it. <laughs> but I, when I do want to unpack that, and then my throat went. You know those involuntary. Yeah, you know Chelsea's bit about when. Why you can, can I hear you smile? Yeah, it's one of the greatest. <laughs> but any involuntary. <laughs> You're wait. Let's see if I can really do it because I am pretty thirsty. That's very good. Yeah. Why can I hear you smile? Mm. We're gross. We are gross. Humans are gross. I thought about this all the day. All the day, I used to have this about like big flops, big flop, like flappy flops, hmm? big like <laughs> floppy flaps of um, skin, like dead skin. Ever get like a floppy <laughs> flap, like a. Okay. Why do I feel like I'm sweating in be, front of Congress right now? I don't right want to be. I don't want to shame I, you. I really no, want to yes and. Flippy, flippy flap flops of dead skin, like from a sun, like from a sunburn. Oh, you mean like when you peel yeah, your yeah, skin? Yeah, flippy flap, like a flap that you flip it. <laughs> okay. What? What's more, it's not confusing that you're calling them fi- flippy flaps. It's that you're saying it as if no, that's the term we all use for those. That's. The, I mean, that is the joke. I think. <laughs> I'm in a, 
I'm in a weird way. Oh boy! Not in a not in a, like a. It's not like a soggy sub. You're not in your. You're not in the cab of your pickup truck. Hey, pickup trucks! First of all, you call yourself trucks. You ever call a truck a car? It's a truck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it's not a boat. It's a yacht. Right, right, right. They're like it's not a car. It's a truck. Yeah, yeah. And then it's not the interior. It's the cab. Right. Yeah. Let's take it cab. easy. It's the and yeah. the bed. I have one bed. It's in my house. <laughs> I'd like this. You don't this. get two beds. I'd like this. All right. The skin. Okay, the Peeling skin. the skin. You peel. I've made this point before, but you peel off a huge thing that was you. Yeah. And then you just throw it away. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be like gross or dirty for dirty sake, but like you take a poo and that was you. Like you, you spent a lot of time with that. Yeah, turd. making it, and it was real. Yeah, making just it just like my body made Leela. It body, makes every poo that, that I just flush down. It's funny that you say that. If I, I po- thought about that. I was like, you have these little poop, poop babies, kind of, <laughs> and you just flush them, flush them right down, flush it down. You flush it down. Mm-hmm. In the song "Saint Anger" by Metallica, they go, "You flush it out, you flush it out." It's like a reprieve, and I always mm-hmm. think of, of of Lars. Flush. <laughs> Flush and turds with the Napster logo on them. Um, I bet he does have that. Welcome to the show. This is We Made It Weird. This is the bonus. This is the bonus episode. The bonus. There's a lot to cover. We were yeah. at Disneyland. We just got back today, today from Disneyland. So we are like, Zonked. it's like being hung over or something. Yeah. I, I, feel I right. went, Leela had gymnastics and Who? I, Leela, our child. <laughs> um, and I was like, we're going to ride our bike there because i just got a pretty new cherry with <laughs> do, do people call bikes cherries i feel like i mean the same people that call flippy flaps of skin <laughs> okay. say cherry yeah you got a new bike i got a new bike with because like i'm a rocking trailer. on my e-bike yeah and and you were you were in the lurch i was i didn't get to go on any of the bike rides i will say can i say mm, yeah a two see. a two-person family bike ride different vibe hmm. i noticed when I when I go out with you, just, don't like it. No, I, I like it just fine. But we the bought pure, that bike, and the you... pure. Can I speak? <laughs> the pure. Go, you go ahead, because I'm not going to forget my point. No, I don't. I don't think I said anything. What do you mean? I well, I already said what I said. I said you don't like it, and then I said, "Okay, this is a podcast, oh, not a phone." I in started someone's pocket, to say, just picking up. We, <laughs> I'm bu- just kidding. we bought just that bike that so that we could go on rides together, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we went on one ride all together. And no, no, no. You regret it? I don't regret it. I just noticed that what I love about it is the pure. Well, we have different styles, and we're blending them. Yeah, you like going on the bike path. Mm-hmm. And I feel claustrophobic and like, what the fuck is this? I'm like on a track. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrible to me. Yeah, there's other bikers and on your left, like get the fuck. Like <laughs> I just want to be in a nabe. I want to be like the Strangers Things boys, except for their age, their faces, their clothes, and the fact that a demon is chasing them. I want to be like <laughs> children on bikes, except a grown man. Yes. And I, I want to w- cruise around, and I want to make a left one, I want to make a left a right, and maybe, oh, what's over here? And I want to go up a hill and look at a mountain, and then I want to go down, and I want to be fat. like, And then like turn around whenever I darn well please. The, mm-hmm. the pleasure, which I can intellectually appreciate of being on a bike path and being like, oh, I'm at this street now. There's a sign. I want to like explore Mm -hmm. like a mapping, like a topography. Like I want to like put it together. Oh, this is where this is in relation to this. Oh, this is great. And I want to like 
this is key, and I, I feel like I'm going to win you over on this one too. And then I want to notice that I'm near a pizza place. Like Leela and I will be sure. cruising. We're hungry. We stop at a little pizza place. We got a little strawberry shortcake and we shared it. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is heaven. Mm-hmm. We throw our helmets back on like a couple of fucking 80s dorks and we cruise home while the sun is coming down over a mountain. And when you compare that to what feels like to me a tunnel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I Like hear a wooded you. tunnel. Sure. Okay. but That's it, a bike path to me. Okay. In defense of the bike path. Please. Clam versus peeny BB. <laughs> um, it is it is shaded all the way through, which at this time of year is really important. At this time of year, and what I want when I'm going on the bike ride is to be outside, mm-hmm. look at trees, mm-hmm. get fresh air, and not be near cars when I can help it. I I get so nervous and I guess I'm just not that confident of a a bike rider. Although I will say when I did go on the solo bike ride without pulling Leela in the trailer, I was a little bit more like ripping ass, ripping ass and taking names and loving it. But I, I am so, I I am pretty nervous. And we should be. It's like we're cart. If anyone else had Leela on a bike, I know. I would be flying over them as unto an eagle. Yes. And when I was in a car co- in the car and you guys were bike riding yeah, and yeah, I was the car, horrible. I was like, I yeah. want to just kind of stay going their pace to like protect yeah, yeah, yeah. them. No, I understand that. Um, so it is a nervous choice, but it also is lovely. And no, it's, uh, yeah, it's no, it's, straight... it's a choice between two great buffets. One of them yeah. is just Asian and I prefer Asian. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's I, 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 I think it's just like I think I can win you over on the exploratory nature, yes, especially I when do you like get that. used to the fact well, you can hear cars. And the thing is, you know is what I mean? I'm on board with like For neighborhood cruising. cruising, but the road that you take instead of the bike path to get to those neighborhoods just has so many cars. That's funny. The path that you take, to, <laughs> this is a horrible, I'm ending this, <laughs> has a lot of cars. Uh, no. Did you, no, you told me, fun, fun fact, fun find this week. You told me that Beyonce would open her concerts with a quote from A Course in Miracles. I, I didn't. Can't. I wish I knew that fact. I didn't tell you that. You're Jen a huge told- Beyonce fan. I know. Oh, wait. I did. And this is like super exciting to me. As like an avid Course in Miracles person, mm-hmm. you love Beyonce the exact degree to which I love A Course in Miracles. <laughs> That's true. And Some Beyonce, of our event. Yeah, which makes me like a <laughs> library Dorcas. Yeah. And you're out there so... Sweating to the oldies, is that? Is that <laughs> that what was say? what a library Dorcas would say. Yes, yeah. I don't dance. What am I sweating to the oldies? <laughs> uh, but your favorite thing. This is exciting for me and my secret, not so hidden agenda. You already enjoy the things I tell you from a course, but then I googled it uh, while Lila was at gymnastics. And Jay-Z raps about A Course in Miracles. Wow. And says, like, I'm A Course in Miracles something in this. And then says, nothing un- nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. And actually, which does rhyme, actually, I just noticed. Now well that done, I'm, Jay. Now that I'm hearing that, she has a whole moment about that in Lemonade, too. Really? Yeah. And then I think she, like, she says it... 
and then she sings. It's the one where they're like in the water and they have the ropes and they're pulling and we'll watch it after this and see where she says it. Really? But she might even sing it. See, this is what you should be excited about. Mm. You can't, look, I watched <laughs> Lemonade and I loved it. It's it's one of the best things in the world. But I i won't watch it again. It's not something that I'm like, I got to see that again, even though I loved it. Yeah. In the, Here's the closest I can get you to understand why I won't rewatch Lemonade. It's like a beautiful, um, I don't know. It's like a sunset. I saw it. I, it's not even that I get it. It's just, it doesn't pull me to watch it again. That's but I how will I feel watch about it. Magnolia. <laughs> I, look, I feel like that's probably how you feel about everything in fact i feel lonely <laughs> in my heart when i can like when we're walking around even disney and i see all the star wars shit mm. not that girl, women love star wars but i do, i know you don't and i'm looking around and i'm like wow here's a man's world like yeah. and fuck dude like fuck <laughs> fuck even dude. the way i'm talking right now is like super bro yeah no, it's like i didn't that was unintentional but that's pretty funny but like Top Gun Maverick, Mission Impossible, like all the th- all the big yeah. things yeah. are for w- dudes to like fucking rip into. Yeah. And uh, this is very gender normative. I know there's all types and outliers of all sorts. And and then women to sort of tolerate. We'll throw you, what's her name? Paul Bettany's husband? Wife? Uh, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly? Yes. We'll throw but you Jennifer Connelly. A one-dimensional character that you barely see. That's right. See. Yes, you can watch exactly. her in a jean jacket. Well, that's the funny thing about and, and, and the producers like, and the ladies will want the jacket. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be thinking about the jacket while the boys are watching the jets. That's one of the funny things about the Barbie movie having such a backlash of like people of guys being like, Buddy, because they're thank like, you. Yes. They're like, all the male characters are one dimensional. There's the Kins, there's Alan, who I actually if, think is multidimensional, but and then there's mm. the dad who is learning do like doing duolingo. Yeah, du- that guy kills you know. it. By the way, he's great. I, I know. They and, all, all three of those people kill it. Those are all three standout roles. I okay, sorry, very excited. But just that, like, welcome to most movies. How women feel in most movies. If my brain made a noise, mm-hmm. it would have made this like. <laughs> Like you, that sounded like I died. I meant like a puzzle piece going in perfectly because I knew that that was kind of what Barbie was saying. But in this moment, Mm -hmm. uh, I noticed like it really, it really clicked. I also want to say to the people that thought that Barbie, I can't believe we're talking about it. Um, Meaning people are always talking about it. And that's surprising to me. Well, but also not. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Anyway, uh, they're like, none of the men characters matter. The takeaway, forgive and forget for me from that movie is the I'm just Ken musical moment. Uh, yeah. I like, mean, that's a definitely a huge in this great moment. I'm fasting today. So I got like not a lot of brain power in this moment. <laughs> that's the only thing I could tell you about that. movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> but but, I'm having fun. Yeah. Well, but it's huge. It's like a huge, and it's a huge score. Yes. Like it, it is not a just score. a huge score, but it's like a score. Like everyone loves how committed daddy Gosling was. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's so catchy. It's, it's yeah. the only, I thought it was a musical. I thought the movie was a musical and Barbie's going to be like, I like my heels or whatever. <laughs> you know, when she's learning that she needs her feet to be flat, Yeah, but it's not, there's one music number. It's a fucking slapper. Yeah. And totally. we're all being 90s dorks. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, we don't have to get into all of it, but it definitely is. <laughs> Even you hate this? No, no, I love it. Mm-hmm. But there's, it definitely does feel like there is um, 
I think men are out of practice watching something and and like where the woman is the protagonist and finding a way to relate to her. They're yeah. like, well, if I don't see a man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not me. So I, my only option is Ken. And it's like, you know, we've, we've learned how to be Ethan, whatever. Oh, yeah. And I can't believe my other example, I believe is rocketeer. Yeah. And the female is Jennifer Connelly. Oh my God. Fucking right. crazy. My brain, it must be because Jennifer Connelly came up, but yeah. we always had the rocketeer, uh huh, which didn't work as well as Disney wanted it to. Let's be honest. I know. And then Jennifer Connelly, no fault of hers. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. Yeah. She's great. She's great. Isn't she also the, in a beautiful mind? She plays that kind of role. Yeah. And she's, she, I don't think that's all she does. deeply beautiful, but, but also relatable. It's this very hard to, But she know. plays the like, I'll support this extraordinary man. Yeah, that's true. And she's in the first Hulk too, being like, look, oh, right. you're extraordinary in a way that's not convenient to this China shop. <laughs> <laughs> this China shop. Uh, let's not belabor this, but one of the things that happened at, at Disneyland was that I misgendered somebody and I felt horrible. Yeah. And I'm not, this isn't virtue signaling. It's actually a story about how human emotion works. Because the misgendering and that person's response to it was all completely innocent and appropriate, meaning their response was appropriate. So there's yeah. no like crazy story. I was just gently corrected. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh my God, Pete needs to be liked and mm-hmm. and and I called somebody sir who identified as a ma'am and I it was one of those horrible feelings when you're like say the reason you're saying sir mm. was because you feel this affection and I wasn't even in that moment consciously obviously I I didn't go this is a transgender person and you're trying to be familiar yeah so it's just like look, this is not an excuse it's just the setup for the feeling Mm -hmm. as I go like, excuse me, sir, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, ma'am. And I'm like, this is what I said. I go, I'm humiliated. And they, they looked so sad. They Mm -hmm. looked really sad by it. And I've had people who have been in various stages of transitioning, have their hearts broken, like to tears on one, on one. And I was like, Oh Oh, fuck. Like, if the story is not about me, what I'm saying, but I also felt horrible and I said it. Yeah. This is what we were going to address at the beginning of the podcast is you started to tease me. And I said, uh, I'm feeling vulnerable. I just want you to know. I I can't. Not about that. Yeah. Yeah. Not about that. Yeah. What we're talking about is feelings. (laughs) Yes. No, but I wasn't teasing you about that. Right. No, 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 you weren't. Yeah. yeah. That's just closing the loop on what we started to talk about. But we didn't. Oh, I was like, I want to shine a light on. How I said to you, I don't want to be teased. I'm just saying how vulnerable and sensitive we can all be, and rightfully so. Yeah. So I said, I'm humiliated. I'm so sorry. And they were like, you know, kind of acknowledged that. And I and I said, please forgive me. This is a learning moment for me. Like I really mm-hmm. dug deep to try, but it, here's the rub. I could tell it wasn't chill. You know yeah. what I mean? It wasn't yeah. mad or ang- there wasn't anything I needed to do. You helped yeah. me unpack it afterwards. It was like you and I being people pleasing. We identify ourselves as people that are liked, are mm-hmm. likable, are mm-hmm. lovable, mm-hmm. are acceptable as allies, as friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in this moment, 
I cannot get what not only do I want, but kind of my identity. Yeah. I just, and and this person and I had already had an interaction and it was very positive. So Mm -hmm. when I went up to them again, I was like kind of continuing on this goodwill and it even exposes that goodwill that I generated, how important it is to me to be liked, you know, how much that is about me and just how I see myself in the world. And in this one innocent mistake, I was like instantly kind of like, Oh no. And then the reason I brought it up and I'd love to put this to you, Val, cause you had so many beautiful and genius things to say about feelings and about mm. rain and all of these things. I'd love for you to touch on it. But I just noticed my, my protector. So the part mm-hmm. of my psyche that protects the rest mm-hmm. who's strong and, and, and smart and sharp and all that stuff was doing any by almost by any means necessary was trying to make me feel better and it was almost mm. like there was a menu yeah it was like do you want to be righteous yeah. do you want to be self-righteous do you want to invoke all the people these imaginary people in your mind mm-hmm. that would have thought this was a unfair uh-huh. you know what i mean like do yeah. you want that yeah will that make you feel better to think of like these masses of people <laughs> by the way i'm not siding with them i'm just telling you what a feeling of vulnerability like that when I really looked at it, darkens the sky. Like it really makes me go like, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. And you really helped me. I'll, I'll just tip it. I didn't do that, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side where it's like, do you want to go back and find the person <laughs> and like give them cake? Yeah. And that's also inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And you help me go like, no, you just have to go. I hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. And be humbled, but I hated it. I told you afterwards, I was like, I like being humbled with tiny things, not with (laughs) looking in a person's eyes and seeing that I potentially, I can't say, but fucked up at least that hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe that, that, that moment. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we, we were joking that like, when we look at these things in hindsight, this was earlier today, when we look at these things in hindsight, it's easy to be like, oh, feelings are, it's just weather. Yeah. It's just clouds oh, that yeah. pass through and just ride it out and remind yourself that, oh, what were you worried about a year ago? It's also inconsequential. But today when it happened, I was like, nothing else. Con- and, and we continued having a lovely day and we did other things, but it, it followed me around. It's you. Well, you were like, you always forget how big human emotions are yes they're so big and they they really can they really can very easily take up all the space yeah and it's hard to maintain that the space around it to be like this isn't the whole thing there's actually like i can my truest self can make myself bigger Mm. to hold the bigness of this feeling that's why like one of the great practices that jack cornfield has you do like has uh, he's led different meditations that do this where if you're having a feeling if he'll say and if you feel safe to you can invite it to get as big as it is to fill your body and even the room and the whole universe and he says and you'll notice the bigger it gets, the softer the edges are. Wow. It's like it spills out and the okay. edges become less thick. Just like, it's I like know. I want to knit 
him a flag. I know. Because that's the real shit. Mm. And you and I can have, like, I'm sweating because I'm so uncomfortable telling a story of a failure, you know. Yeah. Well, I have more to say about that, but yeah. For sure. Well, there were two things that that helped. Because you and I were also saying the reason these teachings, and, and to branch this out to everybody listening, we're not talking about anything specific. We're just talking about shame. Yeah. We're talking about being humbled or or, or being yeah. embarrassed. But really, this applies to any feeling. It does. Anxiety. And I'd love for you to tell that story from your group, although that's somebody else's story. I don't know if you can. But anyway. Oh, yeah. There were two things that helped. One was, and it's similar to that, Jack. So later on, this is like maybe 30 minutes later. So mm-hmm. again, these things need to be simple and they need to be memorable. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we're not going to do them. So I spent a good 30 minutes just being a Joe lunchbox, mm-hmm. just just feeling it, mm-hmm. regretting it, resisting it. That's when my protector was like, would you like to be angry? Would mm-hmm. you like to be right? Would you like to debate? Would you yeah. like to, you know, would you like to conjure up people that would side with you in your yeah. mind? Yeah. It was like this weird tour through uh-huh. my brain. And I was just going, no, no, no. And that and that's Father Greg. That's a lot of my my teachers just going like, I'm, it's okay. I'm yeah. feeling something uncomfortable. And wh- finally, I thought of a teaching, like a little coin in my pocket. Mm. And it was, if I feel this way the rest of my life, that's okay. Mm. And that did make it expand. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, I didn't like it right away. Yeah. But then as it expanded, expanded exactly what Jack just said, that the edges of the feeling got a little fuzzy. Yeah. And you realize that you're the thing holding it. That's right. And so that therefore, you must be bigger. That's right. Any and feeling that this is good news, everybody. Yeah. And I did it today. I didn't even do it. I didn't mm. even achieve it. The feeling didn't go away. I didn't <laughs> fix it. I wasn't mm-hmm. like solving problems or tapping my nose and looking at the sun and smelling mm. a rose to confuse me to away from the feeling. I just allowed it and it was like, well, that's its perimeter. Yeah. And I, I, I'm bigger than it. And it gave me some comfort. That's right. And it, it is because it's like that that advice that like if you're on LSD or something and a dragon wants to eat you, it's let yours. It eat you. Like let it eat you. No. That's the thing is you're sort of calling your brain's fear about the feeling. You're like calling its bluff. You're like, yeah. okay, just say yes. And I just had that with, because I got anxious a little bit again, because I'm about to go on this retreat tomorrow by myself. And... Uh, I won't be by myself, but I'm going without yeah, you or yeah, without which is your <laughs> yeah. wound. Yeah. Uh, so every time I travel by I myself, didn't mean to I say get it like that. I, no, it's true. But it is your. I guess I was just. It's so heavy to say that it's your wound. No, it, yeah, being alone is my wound, and so anytime I travel by myself, there's always a period of anxiety. Which it was just helpful to remember that. Just be like, this is. I can hear my therapist being like. Maybe we even just accept it as a given of the process. Like you just probably will feel this way at some point while you you're doing it. you likened to me going on my physical trip, literally an aeroplane trip, mm-hmm. to take a psychedelic. And I was so scared, yeah. as, as you should. You should go into these things you know, yeah. with some awareness. And I was really like, and it was the same. You You made that comparison. You were like, you just go like, there's going to be... Mm-hmm. some concern yeah and you're gonna have you're going on this trip which is very similar yeah uh, to a psychedelic experience your solitude can affect you in a huge way totally so you have that same sort of like 
okay, that's normal. This that's is, okay. That's, that's part, right. That's a normal signal. As opposed to being like, oh God, it's back. It's coming. Which How big it is it? Yeah. It's like rubbing so just a balloon like, on your hair. Oh, right. You're here again. Yeah. Yes, I know you. So that was happening. And, and I also like hadn't eaten, was over caffeinated, was overstimulated from Disneyland. So I was just in a vulnerable place. And so then I think my brain was like, do you want to freak out about this? And, um, oh, don't get me started on that. Yeah. But then I am losing it because of that. So it was something about making it as big. Oh, um, I said to myself, like, what, you know, it was like the what if I feel this way the whole trip and I'm trying to keep it together? Because you know that feeling where you're really anxious and I was like letting it move through me and like getting caught up in my mind, but then moving it back down into my body and going like, yes, I can feel this. But I was like, boy, this is so much effort mm. to just try and like be with this. And so I was like, what if I have to do this the whole time? And I was like, the first step to that not happening is just letting that thought go. Wow. Like the, 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 if I want to go in the direction of that not happening, yeah. just like let that one leave it's, my it's brain. A, it's like good news. If <laughs> yeah. you don't want that to happen, you can start by dropping this thought. Yes. This exactly. one that's bothering you right now. And then it might come right back and just like a boomerang, just keep kind of letting it go out of your mind. Yeah. Cause it's not. It's not, and then even that, like when my anxiety is that the, it's worse, it doesn't happen that often, but when it's at its worst, I have like intrusive thoughts and the yep. only way to deal with that is to treat it like that's just like any other thought. I can just let this come in and go. You really, you're such a great partner to me and you've installed, as I hope we all get from Val, the Valerie software. Dr. Gary Penn, my therapist, whose book is available now, he told me like he's installing his operating system mm. in my mind, not to overtake mine, but to be one, a lens might be a better metaphor that yeah. you can look through the Gary Penn. And like mm. a lot of great people, they're always just kind of like, what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. Like, relax. Yeah. And yours, you know, my special is coming out and I think uh, at the end of October and I'm really, really happy about it. Mm -hmm. But my brain like won't stop and and you said it's just like it wants something to be anxious about yeah. so it'll like pick something yeah and obsess about it mm. that's why that language of just being like my anxiety has just decided to pool on this issue for no reason yeah uh, and sometimes it is for a reason you know mm -hmm. i've had that when we were editing the special i was like you know if i don't like that part then just snip it yeah. snip it and we did yeah. Yeah. so sometimes i, I kind of have to speak in defense of anxiety too going like Okay, every once in a while, yeah. you go like, maybe you're right, and and you you make a change, and that I, can be great. So thanks, anxiety, yeah. sometimes. I also think it's a sign that you're doing something important, that you're being vulnerable, yeah, that you're taking that a chance, With that your you're retreat, taking a risk. Your, your, our friend Jen said the same thing to you. Yeah. Sorry. But I remember reading Rob's book. I think it's in How to Be Here. It is. And he, yeah, he says like you, if you're not nervous, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but the concept is- butterflies are good. Yeah, butterflies are good. But and I feel like he even words it in one way, like if you're not nervous sometimes, then, you know, there's something to look at about that. Well, Rob and I did that show at Largo- and it was really sweet. So Rob has a new book. Your your drink is on it right now. It's called Where Do You Park Your Spaceship? <laughs> he wrote a science I fiction. I parked my Zevia right on the cover of it. <laughs> he, he wrote a, a wonderful and very interesting and unique 
uh, first book, I believe it's in the series of three of science fiction books. So he's really going off on his own. He self-published it. He financed every single part of it. It's very, very good. Check it out. Where did you park your space, uh, spaceship? And we were at Largo and he was about to go out and I was going to interview him for part of it. And I quoted Rob to Rob. I was like, butterflies are good. Because he said, do you get nervous before you're at Largo? And I was like, I always say this, but I go, I'm nervous when I'm not nervous. Yeah. If you walk out like a gunslinging cowboy, you're dead. Yeah. You need to need it. Yeah. And you, this is, I'm not saying anything you haven't already figured out. You need experiences where you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. In fact, people will go crazy, maybe not everybody, but a large portion of us will go crazy if they don't have that. I certainly do. Yeah. Yes. And this just is that's just nice to remember is that like And you won't want it. Yeah, to talk to that part of me and be like, "Do you think you want to stay at home and just do everything that you usually do?" Look, we're fresh from Disney, so we went on the Inside Out ride and it was great, <laughs> and it made me think of Bill Hader's character Fear. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, he has such a loud voice. Mm. Like if you were doing the grown up version of Inside Out, would... joy is like a whisper and yeah. fear is just man in the board <laughs> screaming. Yeah. Or anger. Dude, I, dude, <laughs> sometimes I think I'm doing Andrew Santino's podcast. <laughs> I uh, get that. We I... look similar. <laughs> um, but I just did Denver. Thank you to everybody that came out to Denver. It was incredible. And the first show Saturday... I was really nervous about this. Like I have a new hour of material and Thursday, both shows I did a blend Mm -hmm. like an Arnold Palmer of new and new to them. All of it was new to them, but the hour that I just filmed and 30 minutes of stuff that nobody's seen Mm -hmm. did that Thursday, both shows did that Friday, maybe leaning a little bit more towards the new Mm -hmm. because honestly I'm tired of the old. And then Saturday first show did the new hour from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And I am shocked. I've been doing, you know, comedy for over 20 years. It's the Denver Comedy Works, which is like the quintessential friendly club. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. But I'm still out in the green room and the crowd sounds really good. And you're like, oh, I just, I just want to murder. You know, mm-hmm. you just want to murder and do the stuff that you know murders. And I went out, so I took that that risk, the same yeah. kind of risk you're taking by going on this retreat, the same kind of risk that we need to take. But in that moment, I was like, I f- I'm realizing how self-serving the story is because it went it went great. Yeah. But I was like, well. but that's the point. Mm-hmm. The, but really the point is I didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and there's a huge part of me that's like, then just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And to do it, even though you didn't want to do it, I know we've talked about everything you want is on the other side of something you don't want. And another and maybe even more apt way to put that is, you know, to do something that you, even though you don't want to do it, like you actively don't want to do it, not like kind of don't want to do it. Yeah. Is like super, super powerful. Ooh. You don't chimes it? Um, no, I chimes it, alarm. but I'm just, you usually don't have things go off during the podcast. I don't normally have meetings at six o'clock on a Wednesday, yeah, but I do. Um, um, well, then let's do the mid-roll, and then yeah, when we perfect. come back, I'll ask you about the telemarketer show as oh. requested. <laughs> yeah, but I can't wait to tell you and get and get all your input and your feedback. I want to talk to you about it. <laughs> 
I do want to say we're let's go to the Pete's picks. The Pete's pick that ran at the beginning was first person. Oh my god! And I do just want to say go to getfirstperson.com slash where this isn't even the ad. You already heard the ad, or maybe you skipped it. Yeah. But my point is, it's a mushroom supplement that increases dopamine. Are you fucking kidding There's me? There's one that or increases... serotonin. No, oxytocin. No, no, oxytocin. What you release when you have a baby. Like, yeah. I mean, and when you're like in so love. So it's the feel-good chemical and the chemical linked to motivation. So yeah. I have been, since you got it and brought it into our lives, I'm so excited to go get firstperson.com slash weird. It really saved me from a panic moment. I, I think it's like the... An incredible, I don't want to shots fired on SSRIs, but I'm just saying something that elevates no, no, yeah. my mood. I'm just saying for me, yeah. like the feeling of difference and the feeling of motivation, I'm just like screaming it. So that's the, all the Pete's picks are super, super real, but definitely check, definitely a little spotlight on that one. Golden Hour is my favorite. I think Sunbeam's probably your favorite, I'm guessing. I take them together. Oh, yeah. I take Sunbeam for That's what I planned on dopamine doing my whole retreat. And Golden Hour for what's Oxytocin. The other? Oxytocin, yeah. It's a fast day. I'm pretty, I'm pretty brain dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Here's the mid-rolls. We'll be back in two minutes. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Magic Mind. You're always hearing me offering Magic Mind to the guests. Why? Because I drink it every single episode. And when my guests drink it, I feel like we have a better conversation because it lights up our brains, gives you about as much caffeine as half of a cup of coffee, but also gives you adaptogens. It has like lion's mane mushroom, incredibly, very meticulously formulated formula. Formulated formula. I like that. So it calms you down a little bit. It's great when you take it with your coffee. Coffee, but it also has nootropics that help you think, focus, and concentrate, and it just rounds out the caffeine experience. I find it wonderful. I personally take it with coffee. A lot of people take it instead of coffee, sweetened with agave. It's not going to spike your blood sugar. It's not like a sugary energy drink. It's very natural. It's matcha. It's wonderful. It's like Creatorade. Athletes have Gatorade. Magic Mind is Creatorade with a mix of 12 functional ingredients. It doesn't get you wired. It doesn't get you jittery. It gets you dialed in, helping you slip into that flow state for about five to seven hours, getting about 30% more productivity, more things done after you drink it, fighting off procrastination, fighting off brain fog and fatigue and some ADD symptoms, getting you into that sweet spot to get work done. If I'm going to write, if I'm going to do stand-up, if I'm going to answer emails, and they have a money-back guarantee, so any first purchase will be refunded. No questions asked if it doesn't meet your uh, the weirdo's expectations. That's you guys. I have never introduced a friend to it and not had them love it and be blown away. So we have a special offer for weirdos and our friends at Magic Mind. All you have to do is go to www.magicmind.co slash weird and use my discount code at checkout weird to get a 20% off your first order. That's magicmind.co slash weird and use discount code weird. Support your noodle. Support the show. It means a lot. We're also, did you know, we're also brought to us by Blue Land. I'm jumping right into the the fun fact. Did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week? When I first heard that, I was like, maybe in a year. A week. That's right. The products that we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up barf ingesting. Luckily, 
Our friends at Blueland have set out to do something about it to eliminate the need for single-use plastic in the products we reach for the most, like hand soap. Did you know there is an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles thrown away each year? 5 billion. And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, which leads to excessive carbon emissions. It's a total waste. Not to mention the nasty ingredients in them, like chlorine and ammonia. But Blue Land is reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet by offering endlessly refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that I love. It looks great on your counter, and I like that everything matches. Just fill the, wa- the bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, laundry tablets, all with clean ingredients you can feel good about, and no more bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run. Best of all, refills start at just $2.25. I recommend their Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started and comes in beautiful light scents such as iris agave, fresh lemon, and eucalyptus mint. And Blue Land has an offer just for weirdos. Get 15% off your first purchase of any product and get cleaning products that I love the look of and love that they're good for you and they're good for the planet. To get 15% off your first order, go to blueland.com slash YMIW, like you made it weird. You won't want to miss this, blueland.com slash YMIW. That's blueland.com slash YMIW. All right, guys, let's get back to it. We're back. All right, we're back. Okay, we're back. In the studio, I have Valerie Ann Chaney. She's wearing a lovely tangerine uh, short. I've been wearing tangerine this summer. She's been wearing tangerine shorts. It's been a tangerine summer. Um, Um, Okay, tell me about the telemarketer show. Okay, so if you guys are not watching telemarketers. Which I'm not. On (laughs) HBO. Well, it's one. It's my sauna show. Yeah, <laughs> and I just want to take a moment to punch myself in the face for having a sauna show. Yep. But um, anyway, they say saunaing three times oh a week. Oh my gosh! Don't make it worse. Reduces <laughs> all risk mortality by like sixty or seventy percent. It's crazy. All risk. Mortality? All risk mortality. What does that very, mean? Very fun term that just means all the stuff that can kill you. I know. By 70%? Give it a goog. You're 70% less likely to die. Give it a goog. If you've sauna three times Well, a I week. mean, you can always be hit by a bus or something, but let, let's see. Watch this. I'm going to give it a goog. Sauna, all risk mortality. Let's give it, it a does, goog. It also does seem like... Give it a goog. Of course it does. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not doubting Well, yeah. It. For all-cause mortality, sauna bathing two to three times a week has a was associated with a 24 uh, 24% lower risk and Still 47 times per week, a 40% reduction in risk compared to only one sauna session per week. Okay, I don't know where I got 70, but I did not make that up. Okay. Somebody else said that to me, but I'm glad we Googled it. Still a quarter off or, or 20% off. You're That's all caught. Anyway, what is this? Another ad? I know. But we're about it. Yeah. I'm one of those, if it works for me, shout it out. Shout it from the mountaintops. Anywho's always old. So telemarketers is about the CDC, the scam that would call people and basically pretend to be the police department and say they were from the fraternal order of police. Do you want to donate? Cops are dying. This goes to their widows. Also, they will give you a decal, and they heavily imply that the decal on your windshield will make it so you don't get a ticket if you're pulled no. over. Oh, you Valerie, didn't tell me about that part. Oh, I'll watch every episode with you. I'm going to watch it with you. Valerie? Yes? Here's a fun fact you don't know about me. Not every day we get a little one of these that you don't know about That's me. That's true. When I was living in New York, I got called by what I didn't know was this was CDG, was this company that basically... 
this won't spoil anything. They get the contract from the Fraternal Order of Police to fundraise for them. They then keep 90% of the money. So if you donate $10, they keep nine and $1 goes to the Fraternal Order of Police. Why do they do it? Because it's still free money. They don't have to do anything. And let's say on average, they would raise 100000 They'll still make about 300000 The the If they outsource it to this company. But did, did so the police knew that they were taking that? Well, th- that chunk? is a spoiler. Okay, I, I don't want to okay, get okay. into how corrupt it is, but that's what unfolds as it goes. But 300000 you know, that means they were making about a million. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If they got 300000 wait, is that right? Three million. If 10%, Let's not do math. I can't. Oh. I'm dead. It's oh. a lot. It's a lot more. It's a yeah. lot more. So yeah. anyway, but the fun fact is when I was living in Brooklyn, I got a call from the CDC, from the Fraternal Order of Police. CDG. CDG. But it was the Fraternal Order of Police. And they call and they're like, hello, Mr. Holmes. I can't even do it. Uh-huh. Hello, Mr. Holmes. This is, they sound like a New York police wow. officer. Oh. And they oh. heavily, heavily imply that they are a cop. Oh my God. And that you're kind of in trouble. The first thing they say no. is this call is being recorded for your protection. This is blah, blah, blah with the fraternal order of police. How are you doing today, sir? And you're like, oh. uh, Val, I don't remember every telemarketer that ever called me. I remember none of them. Mm-hmm. I remember this one because it scared the shit out oh, of me. Oh, no. And the whole call. Yeah, of course it did. I wish I had the recording of it because I'm sure I was like, I don't know what I said, but yeah. I know that the guy got mad at me. <gasps> and he was like, are you saying you can't uh, support $10 for the widows of, of dead cops in your precinct? Oh, my God. And I had to hang up on him. I do remember that vividly that I just hung up on him. Oh, no. Did you realize like during the phone call he wasn't a policeman? Val, until I saw this documentary, I thought he was a policeman. Oh, my God. The, whole, the thing of it, the reveal. It, look, Those just go rascals. watch it. It's really it's really great. And and a lot of these guys are ex-cons. So there's Ugh. a certain, is that ironic? Is that an irony? I think it is. Ex-cons pretending to be policemen. Yeah. And they're also, a lot of them were drinking and using drugs. And a lot of the times they got really out of hand. They'd call yeah. old people and be like, they had voicemails that were like, so you won't donate, you old bitch. The SWAT team is going to be on the way. Because these are just, you know. Oh, no. I don't know what you want to call them. But, you know, young kids who don't really care about the job and maybe they get bored. I'm not excusing it. Doing fucked up, terrible things and getting very carried away. Here's the rub, though. It keeps wow. getting exposed. There's been like a 2020 about it. It's been on the news a bunch of times. And it's still going to this no, day. No, it isn't. It just keeps moving to other names no now they have robo callers so a lot of these guys anyway i I don't want to give spoilers i swear the documentary isn't about what i just told you the documentary is about watching these these two guys one of whom is a recovering uh heroin addict and you love him Mm. you love everybody in it but especially the guy's that are that are making they're kind of like whistleblowers Mm -hmm. but there's something and i'm you have to be you have to know I mean it when I'm saying I'm not condescending these guys, but it's a little ragtag. It's a little run and gun. Okay. And they're sure. very sweet and and earnest. So they'll be they'll do an interview with somebody and they'll be like, they called me a whistleblower. Yeah, I guess I am a whistleblower. <laughs> they like glow with pride. Uh. And they also kind of, I'm gonna say it, 
they kind of bumble around. Okay. They like try to get an interview with the FOP for General Order Police in, in Florida. They drive to Florida. Oh takes God. three days. On day two, they cancel because the FOP figures out what they're doing. They don't want to do it. They still go. They ring the doorbell. Nothing works. Oh. Nothing works. It's not a spoiler. You still have to watch it. But these guys are, it's it's almost, it is a comedy. It's cut for comedy. Wow. There's a lot of times where there's just like a chip in their beard or there's no. like a weird, like why is he smoking? Oh why is he wearing God. sunglasses inside? Like what is he wearing? There's a moment where he's like, and me and the guy from the Fraternal Order of Police, we come in, we look like crazy because we're wearing the same jacket. And they're like, what? He's like, we're wearing basically the same jacket. Hard cut to the jacket. It's like one's blue and one's green. Like they're totally different jackets. It's cut like for- same jacket as each other yeah he's like we must look like freaks because we're out there in the same jacket and and it cuts for comedy to show you the jacket so it knows it's funny and that's why you watch it okay i love it and there's a mystery but here's here's and i swear this isn't forced when i first started watching that show i was having a hard time because i know this is going to sound stupid but maybe it'll sound stupid but even when i watch television i i watch my heart and i try not to judge condemn Mm. other vilify and it's pretty hard when people are snorting heroin and cold calling the elderly you know what i mean it's really tempting to be like what a bunch of whatever yeah but one of the things you'll love about it is there's all this love in it there's like a lot Mm. of like you know People living in poverty, loving each other, and and it's really beautiful. People who need a second chance, and it's really, really beautiful. Wow. But the 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 thing I was excited to tell you as I was watching it, when I'm in the sauna, I know. When I'm in the sauna, I get really real. If you want to know how I really feel about something, put me in the sauna for 40 minutes and then do a QA. Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you exactly how I feel. And that's true of stuff I'm watching. Because you're just so uncomfortable. <laughs> like yeah. the truth just comes out. Mm-hmm. And as I'm watching it, I'm like bowled over and like overwhelmed and emotional mm-hmm. that I was like, instead of going, these two idiots, uh, I would do a better investigation or somebody from the Huffington Post would do a bet. They would know, like they get on the phone. Like if the Huffington Post would, would call and be like, hi, my name is Aaron Brockovich. I'm calling from the Huffington Post. And I'm just wondering if you have a moment to speak to us about about charities. We're doing a little documentary. Are you guys available? They might do something like that. These guys are kind of like, hey, y'all, how you doing? This is, (laughs) this is an exaggeration, but it's like, this is Larry. Uh, We're doing a thing. At one point he goes like, maybe we can just go walk through the lobby. Maybe we run into somebody you know. I don't know, maybe. (laughs) And you're just yelling at the TV. It's not going to work. Oh, it's no. not. And then it doesn't work. Oh, no. And then I go, oh, my God. That's me looking for God, looking for mm. enlightenment, looking to take down the incredible FOP-style infrastructure that is my ego, mm. that is concerned with winning and money and status and respect and sex and love and attention and mm. specialness. And it's huge and it's slick and it's hard to touch. And I'm smoking a cigarette <laughs> in a Honda Civic driving to Florida. I swear to God I am. I'm going, maybe it's in Eckhart Tolle. I don't know. I'm going to go check it out. Maybe if I sauna three times a week. Buddy. 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 
Jeff Bridges is here. But you, <laughs> you're hearing me, man. I mean, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's very That's good. exactly. <laughs> and But what happened, it wasn't just that's a good analogy. Is it made me realize that, oh, I think going and doing shows in Denver and being special that way matters. Yeah. That one we can underline and circle and it's good. It's it's interesting, it's valid. Mm. And these guys even though they're feeling the same feelings, mm-hmm. they're feeling these same highs and lows and they're doing the best they can in this way. I'm doing the best I can in, the, in that way. It's the same shit. And I I swear I had this like flash of I can't quite say divine perspective, but for lack of a better way, Richard Rohr has has this beautiful thing where he's like, our efforting towards God, towards truth, towards enlightenment, towards oneness, all of this stuff that we can't we can't hold absolute truth in our little minds or oneness or God, but the efforting is what matters. That earnest, mm. simple, gentle, and sort of guileless, childlike effort mm. is precious yeah. i believe is precious yeah. to god and he makes the, richard Rohr makes the comparison that it's like when leela draws something mm-hmm. and it, it, this is brody and it's just like a crayon spiral or something and you know two eyes and you love it and you hang it on the fridge and it brings you to tears mm-hmm. and richard says that's what that's how god feels about us and as i was watching this i was like not only is there an analogy of me just, that's how I am. I'm bumbling around. Instead of just dropping everything and, and finally plunging into my heart for once and for all, mm-hmm. I do go on these unnecessary road trips, ringing bells for things that aren't going to answer, mm-hmm. requesting interviews with people mm-hmm. that wonder why I, I look like a, you know, like like I'm wearing like a big fucking Mets jersey. Like why is this guy wearing a Mets jersey and he's smoking a cigarette in a non-smoking room? You know, but I was, but you see it in the show. You go, but there's love here. Yeah. There's human dignity here. to do the right thing. They're doing the right thing. Yeah. That's for them to do. And that right thing, it's almost condescending to say is as right as the right thing. I, but I'm just saying it's, all the same. Yeah. And where I used to watch a show like that down my nose and I would get this ego hit. Mm. That was my drug is I'd go, at least I'm not a telemarketer. At least I'm not bumbling. You know how hard I can't watch Inherent Vice because yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is stoned and just can't solve the case. These yeah. are real people. And finally, it felt like progress that I was like, no, mm. it's precious. Mm-hmm. It's like the effort itself they their their life is valuable yeah. and has dignity and is beautiful mm-hmm. and there's moments where you know you could judge and be like well they're being kind of weird or whatever but they're saying subtitles on i love you yeah. i see you yeah. you're valuable and that's all the fuck i'm doing but i catch myself because i use big words or wear whatever clothes or drive whatever car or have whatever job or this, this, or this, that my efforting towards the same exact stuff means more when it doesn't. And it it's such good news to go, I really believe that God is looking at all of it like that and just going like, like your dog or your cat bringing you a bird or something. It's yeah. it's totally wrong. I don't want a bird, but it's just like, <laughs> oh, the, it looks past 
the form mm-hmm. and looks to the content. Yeah. Well, the beautiful thing to me too is that, you know, the good news is when you realize that it's all this, that, you know, you're all the same, then you're like all in it together. It's that separateness, the illusion of separateness that comes from looking down your nose at someone. Now, it's like that's being exactly all alone on the mountain, it. you know? It's like, like from <laughs> that thing you do when he's like, I'll be, or there he goes off to write the, next hit song alone in my principles yeah but it's like yeah he like left alone. the friend's d- yep. meal to go be alone in his principles in the hotel room yes it's like this isn't this isn't what we need we need to just remember we're we're so much more similar than we are different now, and we're in it together you as always not only hear me perfectly but complete the thought in a way that mm-hmm. someone else might understand is what what i'm saying is <laughs> It's all separation. Mm -hmm. When we say it's either fear or love, we're saying it's either driving us apart or bringing us together. And I don't even just mean in a social way. Mm. I don't even just mean in like an earth utopia way. Yeah. In fact, that's how it's often meant that everything would be perfect if we would just barbecue together. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the fullness of that teaching. Mm -hmm. My being or you could say my soul is contaminated which of course it can't be but there's impediments to me uh beholding my my true self there's there's static there's a veil and that veil is darkened every time i watch somebody and go what an idiot even if it's just mark Wahlberg and boogie nights even if it's a fictional character i actually think spiritual work can be done while you're watching a movie if you're watching how you judge these characters and judge these moments mm-hmm. in the same well, it's the same way that we judge and label and separate and if you can that's what made it such a profound moment is i started by watching these guys you know drinking cokes and snorting coke and and and, <laughs> and hustling people and and just kind of whatever being the kind of people that my parents were like stay the fuck away from them and even in a, a, a documentary, opening my heart to it mm. felt like a like a one one millionth of a little awakening moment of going like, I kept saying you, you would have laughed if you saw me in the sun. I kept going, oh my god, it's us, it's uh, it's mm. me, it's us. Instead of going, these fucking idiots, mm. which is which was, if I'm being honest, that's how I started. Sure. And by the end, I was like. And it wasn't because I don't think the show necessarily makes you feel that way. I think something clicked. Maybe my coursework, maybe these conversations, I don't know. But it was something finally made me stop othering them. Nice. That's beautiful, my love. What a what a unexpected gift of the telemarketer yeah. documentary. I thought about writing about it, but I was also like, I think this is a little off the deep end. Meaning, mm. not off, not like crazy, but it's not exactly the most gettable point so i love it podcast stuff all right you have your meeting no i know but i told them i'd be late 6 30 oh oh we've been we've we've done an hour yeah pretty much look at that why did i feel like there was something else i wanted to say though Hmm. disney Disney. i do want to say disney was great disney was great and and let's give you the credit for uh i like this this very much (laughs) we the the real success of disneyland was that nobody for the most part we didn't get frustrated 
there was barely any, there were no meltdowns really. There was a slight yeah. moment on the carousel, I guess, where yeah. she laid flat down. Because <laughs> she didn't get the horse she wanted yeah. on her third ride. Yeah. But I think she um, was just tired and she was wanted just tired. to release. And then energy. I got frustrated at another point where, so then after that we went back to the room to nap and recoup. And she, she was like falling asleep. She was falling asleep. And we're then like, okay, great. Let's go nap. And I so want, she could stay awake for for the fireworks. And in my mind, I was like, I had the one plan that I had was like, we'll have dinner at Tortilla Joe's at seven. Today we'll have uh, we'll go on. It's a small world at nine, and then we'll watch the fireworks at nine thirty. That was like the only part that I had planned, really. Yeah. And um and so we go back. She's just not napping. We try for a basically an hour, and she's just not sleeping. And I'm getting so worked up that I'm saying things to her like, "Maybe you're just too young for Disneyland," which is yeah. so shitty. Well, you jumped right to the worst thing you said. You, you it took a long. Time. It took a long to get by your to own, that point. By your Thank own admission, you. you said that was the worst thing you said. Uh, Thank, that wasn't no, my that judgment. that was the worst thing. That no, that's I know. As bad as it got. And, and you want to say things like, "If you don't nap, we can't." Yeah, you know, which we did both say. At yeah, some point. of course. Because you're, you're, it's a weird thing. It's like trying to get a stray cat to come in your house so it will live. I know it's so which, hard, but but then you realize it's not life or death. Yes, that's right. And you always realize that before I do. You're always like able to be flexible with the plan way quicker than I. And even when we were dating, I remember they would be like a movie that we weren't particularly enjoying or something. And you're like, let's just go. Let's just leave. And I'm like, <laughs> well, we can't, we can't, we committed to this movie, you know? Um, so you were like, all right, she's not napping. Let's go swim. And I'm like, but uh, uh, the fireworks, you know, and it took me like a good, it took me having a nap. Yeah. To, well, you napped while we went to the pool. And yeah. It was the and, absolute. It was one of the highlights. Yeah. And I, for me too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I woke up and was like, "This is insane. We don't have to see fireworks." She didn't even know that that was the plan. Well, Leela doesn't understand. Uh, they're both kind of currency based, like money. Like, let's save this money so that we can save it here. We're mm -hmm. working on that. We did a mm -hmm. lemonade stand and all that stuff. We're working on it. And also, let's save this energy that yeah. we can use it later that makes there's no, no there's sense no long-term thinking and there yep. shouldn't be she's four she's at disneyland too yeah but it took me some when we first got to disneyland they were like make sure you go to the star wars land because because we got early access because we were at the hotel yeah they're like you get in 30 minutes before everyone so go to the star wars part because that's going to, whatever, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It fills up to capacity. I don't know. Yeah. And I got fooled by that. Yeah. I was like, there's a first class lounge. <laughs> and then I realized, I don't give a fuck about Star Wars land. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck about any of it. Yeah. Like you can take away any of it. Meaning yeah. my favorite things, pirates, Soren, whatever it is. Yeah. Any one of those pieces isn't the experience. Right. The experience is... Us being chill, being happy, being light, having yeah. fun, walking around. And it it really worked out. It, yeah. It was for for the rest of the day, other than that little moment, it was yeah. like we were all in the best mood, having the best time. And then when we had this is so we made it weird, but when we had the story of watching fireworks exploding in Leela's eyes. Yes. And that joy. Yeah. Which was a great plan. Yeah. As soon as we let that go. Surrendered it. Yeah. 
You napped, which you needed. I didn't need a nap. Mm -hmm. And then we swam and we played with, we made friends with another family and we were playing with a ball and having a great time. Yeah. And then it totally timed out and it was just perfect. So it was like, you're, it just was a reminder for me too, to like stay flexible, like whatever, whatever you, I know there is this, it was, and, and it makes sense. It's easier for us to say some people spend you know, their one vacation and all their money to go to Disneyland. But so there's this feeling that's a trap. The, the urgency, that pressure. That's what I mean. So like the feeling of friends, like, we have to optimize. I'm this. thinking of our, some people, their greatest pleasure is the optimization pleasure. That's so, true. so chase your trip. If that's your trip, go for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if it's making you miserable, yeah. it's like, all right, let's just not do whatever this, whatever we're like making ourselves miserable to do. Let's just let that one go. Yeah. That that is a huge. Uh, how you go around Disneyland is a huge life philosophy. Yeah, for me. yeah. But I forgot is. it, and yeah. and it did work out. It is that you know it's a refrigerator magnet, but you don't remember the things people do. You remember how they made you feel. Yeah, and I don't think you remember the fires. And by the way, going on soaring over California no, it used it's to be the, called. Yeah, but now it's soaring over around the world, soaring around. So it's a ride that makes you feel like you're flying. Yeah, that was every firework. Leela, we got to see like pure never be, wonder in she'll her never eyes. Be the same, and she met Pooh Bear and gave him a hug, and yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, we we really did it. I'm really proud of us. We did a great job. But to go back to the beginning, the reason why I took a bike ride on my sweet blue cherry <laughs> um, is because I was like, wow, there have been so many unnatural things in the last like 24 hours like just i love disneyland but it's like not the natural world oh no and Leela kept going is that a real starfish and i was like <laughs> yeah. we started just going what do you think yeah because exactly. it was so sad to be like no, no. <laughs> yeah like she was like, like that's really what? buzz light here and we're like uh well i mean if you look closely is face is a hologram but <laughs> <laughs> people have taken <laughs> mushrooms at disney i was like i would never no because it's like there's a horror to the, the yeah. falsity. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's so unnatural. And then, you know, Leela was watching the screen the whole drive back and and is watching a screen now. But so I was like, we I just had this really like visceral sense that I was like, we need to be bathed in nature yeah, right yeah, now. Like yeah. we have to be in nature right now. Um and we will. And we will. Well, I'm gonna go to my retreat and I'll be what? in the chair. <laughs> I know this. I is... can't remember that Val is going on I, this trip. I keep I I said to you yesterday when I was like, so you know, in on Thursday I'm going and you <laughs> you gave me such a perfect face that let me know that you just hadn't been thinking about that. And I said, every time I tell you this is the first time. Yeah. It's basically like fifty first dates, except for I'm giving you bad news. Well, yeah, and you know, it's one of my great skills is I spin it into a positive, and I'm I'm grateful for that about myself. Is I'm like just living in the now, man. Yeah, I'm living in the now. But I'm about to go into four days of solo parenting, which you've done many, many times. So please don't think I'm saying that. Yeah, but it's going to be a little adventure. So there'll be an update about that next yeah. week. That's right. Val, right. I love you. This I, was great. I love talking with you. Thanks also for seeing me through that embarrassment. It was even hard to talk about on the pod. So Wow. I'm it's glad. definitely more charged for you than for others. And I'm yeah. only saying that to say. No, I know. It's not 
I, I think a lot of you, us have been there. You do a great thing. It's like, imagine if that happened to Rory. I would immediately yeah. be like, I understand. Like, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. But when it's me, I'm like, you don't get it. Like, no one understands. So yeah. thank you. I just wanted yeah. to say thank you, not well, trudge it back up. I'm proud of your, your openness and your hum- humility. Thanks, Tandrine. You're welcome. All right, everybody. Wait, you say it. No, I like that. <laughs> I like that one. Hey, man. It's me. Uh, keep it crispy. It's great.